Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Wouldn't that have been better? No. If it was like Tom Armstrong? No. No, you're thinking that that he dies. Yes. Right? Yes. No, no, no. We're going to play Space Oddity. We're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you that Tom, Major Tom, yes. doesn't die You've in the song. You've got some explaining to do, Miss. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. Who's in the seat next to me? I am Tammy Burns. I don't mean you. Uh, What's the big, giant, furry thing over there? Well, that's a dog. Why did you bring Bessie, our dog, into the studio? Because it's cool in here. That's true. She does lie down on the sort of tile floor to give herself a little bit of a break. I have a question. You and I were both born in 1964. So again, you far ahead oh, of me. Oh, so much older That's than true, you. That's true because I went out of my way to marry an older woman. Well, I'm I'm smarter than yeah, you. The, also, the continue things you know. A eh? on July twentieth, nineteen sixty-nine, Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. Mm-hmm. Buzz Aldrin followed. Michael Collins stayed up in the capsule. We were born in sixty-four. Yes, I have absolutely no memory of this whatsoever and i know for a fact my family would have watched it do you have any no don't you really no at five years old you would think you would have it's not my first memory dude what's your first memory was it about me Oh, my God, no. I was dressed up as a little cowgirl, uh-huh. and it was Christmas. Ah, uh, how nice. I got a cowgirl outfit. Hey, I got a trivia question for you here. Uh-huh. You probably know that the name of the ship that the two guys, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, took down to the surface of the moon was called the Eagle. Most people know that because Tranquility Base, the Eagle, has landed. Do you have any idea what the name of the ship was that was orbiting around the moon waiting for them to take off? In 69? Hmm? Yeah. No, I don't. Columbia, ladies and gentlemen. Really? Columbia. Now kind of weird, huh? You, you say to me, it's because they were fans of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which hadn't been done yet. You say to me, Joe, why are you talking about this moon landing? Well, it's, it's July, and I next to never get to do shows in July because I'm doing interviews, and so I decided to take some rather important events from July, and the moon landing could not be a more important event, and there's a whole lot of music elements surrounding it, and I'm going to tell you and play for you a bunch of those. The number one single on the U.S. charts the day Apollo 11 hit the moon. Uh-huh. Uh, it, this sounds like I made this up, but uh-uh. it's not. It's Zagger and Evans in the year 2525. <laughs> 
Am I right? Does that sound like I just made that up? You are making crap up. No, nah, I made that one truthful. There you go. Here's Zagger and Evans as we're going to talk about the moonshot and the music that goes all the way around it here on Rock School. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may fall. Gonna need to tell the truth in the year 2525. If man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may fall. In the year 2525, there's Zagger and Evans. I'm sure the moonshot upcoming had something to do with them getting to number one, but still. Creepy, man, creepy. Let's go back a few days. July 20th, 1969 is when the eagle lands. But if we go back to July 11th, 1969, David Bowie releases a single titled Space Oddity. Mm -hmm. Now it's Oddity, not Odyssey. Okay. Bowie freely admitted he wrote the song after Stanley Kubrick's 1968 film, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Odyssey is the film. Oddity is the song. And you would say that, well, he wrote this song for the moon landing. I'm positive it had something to do with it. But the because it you know was gripping the nation. Right. I'm not sure there was a way to get around it. Right. But he states that it's mostly from Stanley Kubrick's movie. The thing is, it wasn't Bowie, but rather his record label that saw the opportunity to tap into this Apollo excitement. So they rushed out the song ahead of the album, and it happened. What they wanted to happen happened. The BBC asked to use it, covering the landing. You say, well, what do you mean the landing? Why didn't they use it earlier? Mm-hmm. Because here's my question to you. What happened to Major Tom? He dies. Are you sure? Yes. Are you really? Yes. I don't think he does. I don't think he does till Your much opinion. later. No, no. I can back it up with facts that, real. I, that I made up right here on this piece of paper. But the bad thing about Space Oddity is that no one who was in the ships was named Tom. Wouldn't that have been better no. if it was like Tom Armstrong? No. No, you're thinking that, that he dies, Yes, right? yes. No, no, no. We're going to play Space Oddity. We're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you that Tom, Major Tom, yes. doesn't die You've in the song. You've got some explaining to do, mister. Thank you, Lucy. I yeah. have explaining to do. Uh, I'm going to tell you, he does die. Mm-hmm. But well, it there isn't. there you go. Now, wait. It isn't until... Decades later. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Here you go, David Bowie on Rock School. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Seven, six, 
Commencing countdown engines on Three, two, check ignition And may God's love be with you All right, coming out of Space Oddity, I asked you before the song, does Major... Actually, I asked what happens to Major Tom. Uh, what did I you say? he dies. No, he doesn't die. Remember, this is not based on the moonshot. This is not based on the candlestick, Apollo 11. According to Bowie, this is based on 2001, A Space Odyssey, the Stanley Kubrick film. Mm -hmm. At the end of the film, it's really a difficult film to watch. I'm a Kubrick fan, but I'm much more a fan eyes wide shut. Mm -hmm. I'm much more a fan of Full Metal Jacket. 2001 is odd. I don't believe there's any dialogue for the first first 45 minutes. Yeah, it's hard. Well, these apes beat the heck out of this giant I don't know, bit of honey with these jaw bones <laughs> of an ass just to tell you even more of a biblical thing. However, taking that into account, at no place in the song a space oddity is it said that Tom dies? Now, ground control can't reach him. Are you with me, Major Tom? Are you with me, Major Tom? But absolutely nowhere does it say that he dies. Then, later in Bowie's career, he writes a song and records Ashes to Ashes, where he talks about Major Tom, mm-hmm. stating he's a junkie strung out in heaven's high hitting an all-time low. Let's remember, he went out, you know, you take your protein pill, put your helmet on, he right, went out. Right. Then later on, he has another song called Hello, Space Boy. Mm-hmm. No direct reference in the lyrics, but you get the reference. There is also Starman. So to me, he's not dead. However, I'm even more positive mm-hmm. he's not dead because the song and the album Black Star right. that was released right before he passed away. Right. Please, ladies and gentlemen, go and look at the 10-minute video. And it's right at the beginning. As he's singing, David Bowie is singing Black Star, an alien woman walks up to a spacesuit from the Apollo 11 time, and inside of the spacesuit is a skull. She takes the skull, goes back to some kind of building, mm-hmm. and they sort of worship the skull as their new god. So Major Tom is a god now. That's Major Tom. Ooh. He lived. He was then dropped here somehow. Right. And these people have now set him up and made him 
a god. Wow. That's what happened to Major Tom. Woo! Do you disagree with me? Yeah, probably, but boy, I like my idea, though. It says here, although I don't know this for sure, Bowie was known to yell during the performance of this song, yeah. Oh, Rocket Man. During the perform the live performance. I have no basis for this whatsoever. But doesn't it seem like Bernie Taupin yes. might have heard him saying yes. that? And Space Oddity was such a big song mm-hmm. that it would make sense that Taupin wrote the lyrics about Rocket Man. Yes, indeed. There you go. It's Elton John here on Rock School. She packed my bags last night, free flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. On such a time, let's fly. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time And I think it's gonna be a long, long time And I think it's gonna be a long, long time And I think it's gonna be a long, long time And I think it's gonna be a Okay, coming into the first break, say, Tammy, would you like some fun facts about the Apollo 11, the one that set Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin down onto the moon? Hit me. That statement, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Right. You know how small the step was? How small was it, Joe? 3.5 feet from the last step to the surface. That wasn't a small step. Wow. He must have had long spaceman legs. He's got big feet. When he left the Eagle, and it was Armstrong that left first, so or when they left the Eagle, they had to leave the door cracked. Why? Had they closed it, it would have pressurized, and there was a darn good chance they wouldn't have been able to get back into it. See, that would be reason enough for me not to go out. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I know I'm on the moon, but I I'd really do rather this today. stay here. Can you even imagine that idea? Get out of there and you closed the door. Didn't you hide a key somewhere? No, Buzz. It's I under the rock. The, <laughs> the moon rock? The flag that was left at the moon yeah. was purchased at a Sears near the command center. Love it. I'm not kidding you. Buzz Aldrin took communica- uh, communication. 
<laughs> Buzz communion. Aldrin, communion, right. Buzz Aldrin took communion before stepping out. Aww. He smuggled wine and bread on board. Good oh, for you, pal. That's, I have never heard that before. Yep. That's Good wonderful. Good for you, man. Good. The three astronauts were quarantined for two weeks when they got back, just in case. They thought they might have COVID-19. Amen. Nixon had a speech prepared just in case stuff went bad. Uh-oh. Are there any of you out there that believe it was a hoax? That the moon landing never took place? It never happened. Stanley Kubrick set the whole thing up and he ran the camera at one-sixth speed. So when they walked, they bounced at a certain blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, absolutely no hoax. Multiple telescopes across the world and future launches photographed the stuff we left behind on the moon. Mm. Any idea what color the U.S. flag is we left on the moon now? Hmm? Hmm? It's hmm? not red, white, and blue? Nope, it's pure oh, me, white. You mean now? Right now, it's pure white. Oh, really? And the reason it's pure white is because it didn't have an atmosphere to protect it, and the sun just bleached it right out. Wow. So then, who's listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show? W-Y-N-O, SUNY Oswego. Fantastic. Back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break what did neil armstrong say when he stepped out of the capsule and his foot hit the ground in tranquility base my assumption is the first thing that ran through his head was thank goodness because they didn't know Mm -hmm. there was nothing at all to say this ground is going to be solid it could have very well been dust seven feet deep. Come on. So he, he had a speech written. This thing hit. Oh, I'm sure he made a decision on what he was going to say, but this machine hits. So, okay, it didn't sink and kill us and, and, and gobble us up in dust. So maybe I got a shot. But still, the fact remains, his foot's got to go down. So then he's asked to say something. Uh-huh. I, if it was me, I would have said, you know, Bebop Lula, she's my moon baby. But there's a reason why they didn't send me to I, the moon. I thought you would have said Gaba Gaba Hey. Go, no, no, no. See, the Ramones weren't around yet. He said, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Okay. And there are a whole lot of people that are pedantic who make the statement it should have been one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. (sighs) The English language is to be understood. Yes, I know in Walmart that it shouldn't be five items or less. 
It should be five items or fewer. But you know exactly what he said. If you'd like, we can have a giant tax increase and we can shoot another group of people up to the moon. We can find somebody named Armstrong and he can get off and he can go. One small step for a man or woman or other human being or significant other. One giant leap for this group of people that live on the earth. Would that make everybody happy? No. Walking on the moon to police here on Rock School. Welcome to the bottom of the hour here on the Rock School Radio Show. We're talking about 1969, the July Apollo 11 moon landing. I remember it like it was yesterday. You know why? No. Because I don't remember yesterday either. But there was music on the, what do you call it, the the lander, the what? Because they were together when they went up there. Right. The the Eagle and the Columbia were sort of stuck together. So that thing, there was music on that thing because it didn't take them like a 20-minute ride. It was a day or so. Yes, it was. You know, to get there. How was it done? Well, according to a Vanity Fair article, a fellow by the name of Mickey Knapp, son of Knapp Records, was friends with all three of the astronauts. And he was chosen to compile songs onto cassettes the astronauts could listen to. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Joe, you're making that up. There were no cassettes back then. Yes, yes, there were. Mm-hmm. Now, look, there were also eight tracks. The eight track, though, wasn't a music. We did a whole show on this. The eight track wasn't so much a music machine, but it was used inside of Learjets in order to capture all of the flight data. Okay. The cassette that was stuck inside of one of these two machines, I'm not sure which, was specifically a Sony TC-50, about the size of a Walkman. And the reason they wanted it was because of size and because of the power draw to make it work. Actually, Apollo 11 was not the first time that a cassette went... (laughs) 
into space and played music for the people. Apollo 7 back in 1968 had one of these things on it. They shot it up on a Saturn 1B rocket from Pad 34 at Cape Kennedy. Uh, what they did is simply wing up into the air and then circled the Earth 163 times. Wow. Spent 10 days and 20 hours in space. I got to tell you what, you're oh going to send gosh. me up there. I am going to expect a mixtape. Me too. So, would you like to know what was on the cassettes? Oh, yes. You bet you would. But first, it's time for 7 Days and 70 Seconds. These are the rock and roll dates. July 20th all the way through July 26th. Go ahead, Tammy. You got Monday. Go. July 20th, 1969. Apollo 11 lands on the moon. Really? We should talk about that. July 21, 1989. Millie Vanilli are found out when girl you know it, girl you know it, girl you know it, girl you know it's true skips during an MTV performance. July 22nd, 1968. Elvis Presley begins filming the movie Charo. Yeah! And he's got a beard. Yes, he does, and it gets bigger through the movie. July 23rd, 2011. Amy Winehouse dies in London. At first, it was thought to be natural causes. I'm not kidding. Look it up. Later, it was found to be alcohol poisoning. July 24th, 1956, Dean Martin and Jerry Lee Lewis break up. July 25, 1965, Bob Dylan plugs in and plays electric at the Newport Folk Festival, and people are not happy. And finally, July 26, 1943, happy birthday, Mick Jagger. You're a solid 36. Okay, what were the songs that were stuck on the mixtape? Oh, tell me. Now, I got a whole list of them here, so I'm just uh-huh. going to give you one, then we'll come back, we'll talk about who picked one. The Apollo Crew used this song as well. The idea wasn't that a specific astronaut chose it. Mm-hmm. It was done by all of the command center people and the astronauts. It was sort of just voted on as the song that they should play. Yeah. Frank Sinatra. Fly me to, to the, the moon, moon and let me play among the stars. We'll come back. We'll tell you a whole Woo! bunch of other stuff that was on these cassette tapes here in Rock School. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words, hold my hand In other words, baby, kiss me Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, I love you. You 
All right, coming into the second break, let me get back to the playlist after this break because I want to dispel one more rumor, if not dispel it, at least make you think about something else. Pink Floyd's album, Dark Side of the Moon. Did it indeed get named because of this 1969 Apollo moonshot? Well, maybe, maybe not, and probably not. The song Moonhead is, according to the guys in Pink Floyd, specifically about this landing. As a matter of fact, there are some stories that they were playing this song for an audience. Remember, this is a worldwide audience. Man was about to land on the moon. Right. They were supposedly playing this song, Moonhead. And by the way, if you don't know the song, Moonhead, don't feel bad. I didn't even know there was such an animal. Here's about 10, 20 seconds of Moonhead for you. Now, this is Pink Floyd. That, that goes on for about seven... Like an hour? Seven and a half minutes. And I'm sure towards the end of it, it seems far longer than an hour. (laughs) So, Dark Side of the Moon. What does it mean? Obviously, there's terrible things over there. Well, more than likely, and this comes from the NASA website, more than likely they were talking about Apollo 10. This is where Apollo sent up... A rocket, not a rocket, but, you know, a rocket took them up. But it was to simply go around the back of the moon. Yes. They went around the back and then came home. They didn't land. And when you're talking about the dark side of the moon, that is not what uh, the people at NASA call it. They call it the far side of the moon. And you say, but it's dark. The dark has nothing to do, in, at least in these NASA scientists' mind, right. the dark has nothing to do with the fact that there's no sun on it. The dark has to do with the fact that all communications go silent. Yes. Thus, the communication goes dark, and it's all cut off. So, Dark Side of the Moon was more than likely a conglomeration of many of these things coming together, Mm -hmm. but not specifically because of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Thank you. Welcome to the lecture. Who's listening to the radio show? Well, I like the Dark Side of the Moon better. Do you? I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's listening? The Russians are there. They're they're drilling for moon oil. Ooh, nasty. Go ahead. KXTR, KTRL. Stevensville, Texas, Tarleton University. Superb. Thank you very much. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
coming out of the break, I've already talked to you about the playlist that was put together and then set onto cassettes so that the astronauts could hear it. As a matter of fact, there is tape of Mission Control talking to them, and you can hear the music in the background. There is a question, what was the first song in space? And people usually say it's a Christmas song, but then there's also the idea of what was the first song on the moon? Okay. The song on the moon was played through this cassette, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Buzz Aldrin apparently had the biggest picks during this thing. Collins only chose one song, Everyone's Gone to the Moon by Jonathan King. That's cute. Uh, Aldrin chose Galveston by Glenn Campbell. I love Uh, it. People by Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Mother Country by Jon Stewart. He was in the Kingston Trio, and Aldrin was a fan of the Kingston Trio. And then Lou Rawls, 3 o'clock in the morning. Very good. Good picks. Also, this was another one chosen by the crew, Spinning Wheel by Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Uh Uh-huh. And the reason they chose it was because of the opening line, What Goes Up? Must, must come down. down. Here are some. Wheel. Here are some from uh, Armstrong. He liked more avant-garde tunes. Mist of the Moon, music out of the moon, and Moon Moods, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of those three. I know you don't know any of them. I don't know any I of them. I didn't know any of them, but it's one of those three that may very well be the first song played on the moon. He also liked Everyday People by Peggy Lee, which, you're probably right, is a cover of Sly and the Family Stone. And once again, Collins only wanted Everyone's Gone to the Moon. I'm sure there were more songs than this. But these were the ones that were released to the public. So we got to play something. And I got to be honest with you. I love Spinning Wheel. Spinning what goes wheel. up has got to come down. And the reason I'm not playing one of the Armstrong songs uh-huh. is because it's one of the first songs on the moon. Maybe. And I'll play that song for you. So here goes Spinning Wheel, Blood, Sweat, and Tears on Rock School. What goes up must come down. Pony, let the spinning wheel spin. You got no money, and you, you got no home. Spinning wheel all alone, talking about your troubles, and you, you never learn. Ride a painted pony. Thank you. 
right, last break here on Rock School. Would you like, during this last break, just a few more intricate pieces of knowledge about the Apollo 11 moon landing? Hit me. They launched it on July 16th, 1969. It was the Saturn V launch vehicle, and it took off from Pad 39A at Cape Kennedy, which is now called Cape Canaveral. That's correct, smart Yay. chick. Landing site was a sea of tranquility. They landed on the moon July 20th, uh, 1969, 4.17 Eastern Daylight Time. Perfect. Right before prime time. <laughs> the first step outside was at 10.56. I'm not sure what they did for six hours. Time outside the capsule, two hours and 16 minutes. Wow. The LM departed. You know what LM means? No. Huh? No. The landing module Ooh. departed the moon July 21st, 1969, 1.54 p.m. Once again, perfect television time. They were actually on the moon 21 hours, 38 minutes, and they arrived back on Earth July 24th, 1969. Once again, 12.50 p.m. I don't know who put this together, but it was tailor-made for television. Right. And they were picked up by the USS Hornet. Ladies and gentlemen, now you know way too much than you should. All right. What was the first song played on the moon? Okay, good luck. Nobody really knows. However, Mission Control believes they heard this song playing first when everybody got settled and such. Neil Armstrong liked these weird avant-garde tunes. Here's the best way I can explain it. If you know the movie The Graduate, yes, where the famous line occurs, you know, you're, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. Right. She turns on some jazz and it's this bad no-name um, stuff that was written for a movie jazz. Okay. You know, and it's just, it's not offending anyone. Okay. There's these songs that he chose, Armstrong, Mist of the Moon, Music Out of the Moon, and Moon Moods by Dr. Samuel Hoffman, Harry Vavell, and Lex Baxter. It sounds like he chose none of those. I get the feeling he did. I think he liked all that weird jazz. Really? I think so. So if you were to pick what song was played first on the moon, and this is a guess, it was Music Out of the Moon by Dr. Samuel J. Hoffman. No, it's not the first song played in space. I'm talking about first song on the moon. Dr. Samuel Jack or Dr. Samuel J. Hoffman, Music Out of the Moon. Why don't you play it? Uh, look, I'll play a little bit of it. It's, okay? it's hooey. I don't believe it. Here you go. Here's the song, about 10, 20 seconds of it. Go. Okay, so there it is. Wouldn't it have been better had he played Galveston by Glenn Campbell? Yes. Wouldn't that have made more sense? Oh, my gosh. It was on the cassette. 
I don't know. I, I guess, you know, because, you know, Collins was up in the Columbia, so he didn't have anything to say, and Armstrong was the pilot, and, and you, you know if you're sitting in the passenger seat, you don't get to choose the music. I know. So I don't doubt Buzz Aldrin it. looked over and said, hey, can we play Galveston? No! No! no. We're doing the moon music! Who's huh? driving, man? Who's driving this thing? Hmm? You? Yeah. No? Go right. back to sleep. Huh? So that wraps it up. Hey, happy July, ladies and gentlemen, and happy moon landing. I remember it like it was yesterday, and I don't remember yesterday. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. And that does it. Class is dismissed. Galveston, oh Galveston, I still hear your sea winds blowing. Still see her dark eyes glowing. She was 21 when I left Galveston. Galveston, oh Galveston, I still hear.